When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just dial 555-C-R-E-E-P. This week on the podcast, R.L. Steins, Goosebumps, Calling All Creeps. Everybody, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses why Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And this week on the podcast, we're discussing R.L. Stein's Goosebumps entry, <laughs> calling all creeps. And we're with very revered special guest, Stephen Ray Morris, podcast producer of My Favorite Murder and Percast at oh. Percast yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Well, Thank yeah. you so much for reading a book. I mean, yeah. look, I mean, you can already tell I got in deep when I bought four instead of just the one that, yeah. <laughs> that was supposed to, like, it's like, oh, well, cool. This will be my excuse to dive back into Goosebumps because I was mentioning that I was obsessed yeah. with these books as a kid. And then it was like three for one. They're all only $3. All right. I'll just. Yeah. So we'll see if I end up actually reading them instead of just like keeping them as like hipster centerpieces or yeah, like frame them yeah or like a, on a coffee table just like a stack of goosebumps and animorphs and oh my god <laughs> then yeah. you would be like um button mash yeah yeah oh yeah you're right yeah you get your check inside of a like point horror or fear street or any other type of like pulpy paperback book there but they're a 90s is theme. a 90s arcade? themed ar- barcade yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. very good food yeah same people that did starry kitchen a couple years ago where is where is Button Mash? Echo Park. Echo Park on Sunset yeah. Boulevard. Yes, this sounds familiar. Oh, it's by the other El Compadre. Because oh. there's multiple El Compadres. For Los those of you compadres. who are wondering yes, yes, yes. about our Los Compadres talk, uh, Lindsay nope. and I were El Compadre. Well, Los Compadres because there are multiple. Oh, El compadres. okay. Uh, fair. <laughs> All right. So you heard our first fight. Um, oh wow. <laughs> talk about this more when the children aren't around, Kelly. Okay. Mm. Um, uh, Lindsay and I were at El Compadre earlier today mm-hmm. and we Free had podcast. margaritas because the plan was to talk about the first time that we got drunk as either teenagers or college students and so we're like let's meet at El Compadre and we'll have a couple margaritas and we'll come straight here and we'll record our mini-sode for our Patreon and then um, it was time to record with you Stephen and so we're like I guess that'll come after <laughs> yeah we were at like 20 minutes before we were supposed yep. to record and we were like I want another mm, one I want to finish this <laughs> I mean El Compadre's margaritas are just really easy to drink and they're on fire on top so why wouldn't you want to yeah. yes one? exactly I yes. had the purple Cadillac margarita very good oh wow I was subtle sweetness it was I was craving that like specific like fake syrupy strawberry flavor and I got the strawberry margarita and it delivered. I was oh, in yeah. syrup heaven. I was like, oh damn, this tastes like nasty, but I like it. So <laughs> I was like, I was I was a happy girl. El compadre if you're nasty. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, back to the matter at hand, we are mm. talking Arl Stein's Goosebumps, Calling All Creeps. Yes, we did. I, I chose it yep. because I like the name. Yeah. Welcome to our second Goosebumps Wednesday. Hashtag <laughs> Goosebumps Wednesday. Goose- <laughs> nice. <laughs> I gotta get that social media plan. Yeah. 
Um, uh, before we get to the book, Stephen, uh, so you said that you I was goosebumps as a kid. I was obsessed. They was were the, that your entry? Uh, my entry with the, to YA Pulp Fiction. Oh was yeah, it yeah, your yeah, yeah. First penetration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us about uh, your. No. First we're talking about experience. losing your virginity, yeah. y'all. At five years old. Oh no. Um, <laughs> No, it was the first, yeah, it was definitely that. It was the first books I ever read, actually. It was the first really? books I ever read on my own as like Whoa. a five-year-old. And I used to- Mine ke- was Morris the Moose Goes to School. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I like Morris, but <laughs> that's just because that's <laughs> also my last name. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they were the first books I ever read. Uh, and I used to just like, we're, I was very um, compulsive. And I like, because my dad would buy me a new one every time I'd go visit him up in Pasadena, Abominable Snowman, which I probably like, <laughs> like when that book came out, I was like, oh, it's about where my dad lives. Um, <laughs> but I used to carry around probably like up to 50 of these, like every week I would add it to the, I, I felt the need to carry them all with me. So I had a Goosebumps backpack wow. that was filled with Goosebumps books. And when I would go to daycare, I would, I don't even know what they probably thought of me. It's That's like, very why adorable. does he need to bring them all? He's not going to read them all in one day. Like I just... I was afraid. I don't know. I was was kind of that way about books too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like uh, we would like pack for trips or whatever. And I'd be like, well, I have to like bring my books. And I would like pack a like most of my bag would be books. And my parents would be like, and they're all like hardcover for some reason. And my parents were like, oh, what, what are you doing? Like, why do you need all these? And I was like, oh, I might like read them all in the back of the Windstar. So it was like, <laughs> and get like real car sick. Cause that's, Shout out that was me. Windstar. Shout out to Ford Windstars. Um, but yeah, it was like a weird, like needing to have them. Yeah, they were with my, you. that was my thing. It was like, cause Goosebumps was probably my first obsession. Well, that and Ninja Turtles before like Jurassic Park took over the rest of my life. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, which is, yeah, I don't know why they were like every weekend I would just like get in every other weekend, however your divorced parent, you know, however the divorced parent <laughs> yeah. like system works out. I feel like in the 90s it was like every other weekend. Um, I was in two different states. Oh, interesting. So it was like three months in the summer, two weekends during the year. Yeah, everyone has like a different. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I would get a new Goosebumps book like because they would churn this stuff out so quickly. Yeah, it was like, well, and if you even look at the back of these books, oh, maybe we can find your backpack in here, Stephen. Yeah. Um, As part of the fan club and everything. uh, Yeah. I had that fan club. Uh, Unbelievable deals. Um, but like in the back, you could like, you would see that these books were coming out like monthly. Like it yeah. was like, like you would finish reading one and these things worked. Cause I remember like coming to the back of this and being like, well, I gotta read more books. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I actually don't remember reading this book until we read it. That says shut your mouth. I was about <laughs> to say, I was like, we have to get to what's in the back of my book because I have a little bit of a newer copy. Mine does not list goosebumps. Books. What oh. it does list is it says terror times three, three terrifying tales from the midnight library. And the title is Shut Your Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And it's just like a creepy Victorian doll. Hell yeah. Oh. And it just straight up says, Shut Your Mouth. And it says, Louise learns that too many trips to the candy store may be bad for her health. No. Oh, I'm story. guessing um, a sticky candy makes her mouth stay shut. That's my Ooh, like a haunted Which, taffy. Yeah, haunted, haunted yeah, saltwater haunted taffy. taffy. Uh, another story. Greg and Sam pressed their luck with a roll of some dice that seemed to have a mind of their own. That's the second story. Wait, what is it? Is it they they oh press their luck with a roll of the press dice? Press their luck with a roll of the like dice. like haunted Yahtzee. And the dice is haunted. Cool, like the taffy. So haunted taffy, haunted, haunted dice. dice. What if yeah? What if it's like a spirit that just haunts 
like awkward inanimate objects. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. really like a tiny retainer one. <laughs> <laughs> They're like your Invisalign retainer. It's haunted. Oh, no. oh my god! I'd be screwed because I still wear mine every night. <laughs> I have my clear retainers post jaw surgery. <laughs> um, but this last one says Rory and April are excited about their family's new car until they discover they'd be better off walking. All right. Okay. I mean, like, it's like a jalopy-ish car. I mean, the title, Shut Your Mouth. Why? Shut Your Mouth. It's so aggressive. That's the candy one, but that's very funny. (laughs) It is very funny. Well, should I read the back of this book? I guess. (laughs) All right, here we go. (laughs) If you want to do the podcast. (laughs) If we want to do what we're here to do. I was talking to Stephen, but whatever. (laughs) We were having a moment, but, like, fine. (laughs) Reach out and scare someone. Ricky Beamer is furious when he gets kicked off the school paper. So he decides to play a joke on Tasha, the bossy editor-in-chief. Just a little joke. Harmless, really. After school one day, he sticks a message in the paper. If you're a creep, call Tasha after midnight, it reads. But somehow, Ricky's message gets messed up, and now he's getting strange calls. Wait, what? Wait, (laughs) and now he's getting calls. Strange calls from kids who say they are creeps. Creeps with scaly purple skin. And long, sharp fangs. That's exactly how I read that whole book in that voice. <laughs> the whole book? Na, 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 well, na, na, the, I was reading yeah. a lot of this book as like um, like a kid detective. Because he's like, yeah. um, there was one part where he's like talking about his parents watching the Weather Channel. Um, Talk about God. the, <laughs> yeah. but enough about the weather. Yeah. yeah. That's the it, one quote I exactly wrote down. That. I took that picture where it was like, well, enough talk about the weather. Anyway, I'm in sixth grade and sixth graders are the worst. And I was like, oh, man, this kid's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hadn't bothered to zip up my parka. The wind blew it behind me as I jogged across the street and past the small houses on the next block. The air felt cold against my warm cheeks and wet as if it might snow again. Hey, enough about the weather. Ricky Beamer, that's me. Yeah, yeah, it's very I, screech. Like Yes. I was like picturing like he's wearing a backpack and he's got like the hat with like the whirly thing on top. And he's like, <laughs> tonight I plan to do a little spying and then a little nasty mischief. Like it was very like, nasty I was like, mischief. man, this kid is like. I mean, mm. I don't know if you watched the episode that they ba- like they did a Goosebumps TV show no. of this episode. And to me. I feel like we're like we're all on the same page of the vibe of this yeah. kid, and then they sh- made the TV show. I was like, that's not what Ricky Beamer looks like. They went more like um, not uh, Napoleon Dynamite's brother, like oh. more like with the like the like baby serial killer like vibe with no. like the like really pencil like like it looked like he had a pencilton mustache. He didn't obviously because he's too young, but like very like like greased back hair with like big pedophile glass like Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> glasses, and I'm like, I feel like that's too on the nose it is too on the nose and and like and the thing is too which not that we can't not accuse goosebumps of being on the nose because that's all it is but (laughs) i mean credit to rl as i was reading this book i was like Like, i was like did a pretty (laughs) well i was like why are like everyone is so mean to a point where they are dickensian grotesques like they are so fucking mean i will say like i really thought this book was going to start like when it began, I was like, oh, no, the main character of this book is an Internet troll. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. But, and I thought he's a misogynist. By, by like <laughs> two chapters in, I was like, no, the main character is Carrie and I hope everybody dies. Yes. The main character Fuck is very everyone. Carrie. Everybody's so fucking mean yeah. to Ricky. It is really awful. I was so upset for this child. 
It does. It does turn because I think there's at some point where I'm also like, oh, Ricky, get your shit together. Yeah. When like, he gets the camera, I was like, don't take the camera. You know what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Or like stay far away or like when it's your four enemies, quote unquote. Oh, my God. His four enemies. <laughs> you just like back the fuck up. He keeps calling these. Workers. Yeah. He's like, oh, it was my four enemies. Well, then I was confused by that, too, because then it was I think later when it's revealed. I mean, if we're going to jump ahead to spoil a little bit. That yeah, there we kind of jump all over the place. That there are like creeps like. Then he, I feel like, did he mention something about like they're new, that they were new? So are these new I enemies? Like that, that was the weird way thing. after. The only time we learned that they were new was when they were like, well, you just showed up a couple days before we did. And I was like, wait, what? what? So I all thought they four were his... of them are new? It sounded like and then kindergarten, like they've been tormenting this kid since forever. Yeah, I thought that was, yeah, this but is like a wasn't. weird, like, um, like a you know uh, not parasitic but like this weird like ecosystem where they like thrive off each other you know oh uh, symbiotic yes yeah, yeah they had this like symbiotic relationship where well and and that was the other thing too where I was like it, it, there was this one part that like reminded me of like a note that you get like in an improv scene which is like okay explain to us why you're not leaving because he's like. Yeah, I'm on the newspaper and like where everyone's so mean to me on the newspaper, but I need those activity points. And I was like, oh, okay, that's why he's there. (laughs) Like RL took like UCB 101 and like knows how to like justify why these people are sticking around. I So I found the part where he. Oh, so real quick, I'll say just like a larger version of what the book is about. So this kid, Ricky. Beamer. Beamer. Beamer? Sicky Ricky. Sicky Ricky. Rodent Ricky. Ricky the rat. He's this just like bullied kid at school who gets just shit on by the editor of his school newspaper, Tasha. So to get back at her, he tries to plant a little message at the bottom of the front page um, by sneaking in at night. And he puts, if if you're a creep, call Tasha. He gives her phone number. But then she catches it and she changes it to, if you're a creep, call Ricky. And then his phone number. And... These four creeps who were his biggest bullies start calling him, and it turns out they're quote unquote creeps, which is an alien race that just arrived on this planet. And they're like, Quick, we have to plant the identity seeds so we can turn everybody else into creeps. And he's like, mm, Yeah, I'll get right on that. And he's trying to figure out ways not to do it. Oh, important note they look like chocolate chips. They look like chocolate chips. Everyone know they look like chocolate chips. They smell chips. sour. They're probably like carob chips. And dark chocolate. Yeah, they're like ninety percent like, really <laughs> sour dark, dark chocolate. Chip. And and eventually, like at the last second at the bake sale, he's like really trying to prevent them from doing it. They put them in his cookies, and he's like, "Don't anybody eat them." But then people start throwing treats at him to the point where he's being bullied. And the four creeps are like, "Why are you doing this? If everybody turned turned into a creep." They would be your slave because they think he's the commander because of the message that was in the paper. And he's like, hmm, good point. <laughs> and he lets them all turn into creeps and he turns into a creep so that he can be their master. That's the book. Which I, I um, read on the trivia is that this is the first Goosebump book to let the bad guys win. Interesting. Oh. Or, the, or the, yeah, the first one, I think. I, I don't remember, like, looking at this cover. I remembered seeing the cover, but I didn't remember reading it as a kid. But, like, as I was reading it, I was like, oh, I think yeah, I did too. read this. And I remember the ending sticking with me and being like, what? Uh, it's very what? Twilight Zone. It is so yeah. Twilight Zone. Here's the thing, though, is I was like, I hope this wasn't post-Columbine. 
Oh, 96. Yeah. Were you guys 96. thinking 96? Yeah, and well, his, was like, 99. his like weird like um uh like I'm a white male that has been rejected a lot and so now I'm going to exact my revenge and make everybody my slave sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was like uh, okay, cuz it is very like again, so we covered Carrie for one of our Patreon episodes. Because we do a one up one full length episode a month where somebody can choose. Oh, nice! Like, like an outside of an our outside normal of genre. Our, oh, yeah. cool! And then we read it. And I was so it. happy they chose Carrie because it's yeah. like one of my. It's amazing. It's very I love good. that book. So they chose Carrie, and like we were like, yeah, fucking kill them all, Carrie. But Fuck then we were all. like, uh, 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 let's just lay down. Yeah. We're not for like mass like uh, violence school shooting. This is like in a fiction world. So sure, in the world of so, like again, whatever goosebumps city they live in yeah yeah well i think that's that's why when i just was like watching a bit of the actual tv show episode to make him kind of look like a jeffrey dahmer type in the tv show version i was like this feels in this it didn't feel as weird because just the image of the kid was different but yeah in the tv show they really lay it on thick like i feel like they almost like wanted to i mean i doubt that their producers were like trying to uh, create illusions or anything to columbine if it had because right. it that had it, i think that had already happened by the time the goosebumps tv show came out but like yeah i in a weird way i didn't really i got that more internet troll vibe from the beginning yeah yeah like just reading the summary i was like well first of all it's like play a joke on tasha the bossy editor-in-chief i was like yo was he a misogynist because i was like what is like and even throughout the book like the fact that he focuses on tasha so much Mm -hmm. when like we're like uh, Tasha sucks. She's n- mean. <laughs> I did not expect her to suck. She sucked so as much. Hard as she sucked. She was. I was like, so mean. You're a capital K cunt. She's a capital K cunt. You capital U, suck. capital N, capital T. Yeah, she all caps cunt. All caps cunt. She was like intensely a cunt. But I would say like there's like another level of like responsible parties here. It's like those four terrible yeah. people, and the fact that he like immediately is like, mm, well, I gotta exact revenge on Tasha when it's like okay everyone at your school sucks yeah everybody at your school is really mean but like there's aggressively like four people that are being like the meanest and you're overlooking them for this like one person oh yeah well I mean I guess because she was in charge of his points his activity points yeah I mean to be fair too if if somebody had done that to me like if I was like you know editing a podcast and somebody dropped their their Sprite. I don't know why Sprite was the first thing. That came <laughs> I know. What was like, it he had here? Pepsi. Uh, Pepsi. Oh, take my Pepsi. Um, I feel I like wanted that Pepsi. I, I feel like I sympathize for Tasha in that moment because it's just like that's where I sympathize as somebody where it's like she's just trying to get her shit done, and this guy just happens to just fuck up every single time. It's like at some point you just want to cut somebody like that, just like a troubled person out of your life. But then that's where the like illusions of like are we letting this kid fall into the system and then you like get into yeah. all that stuff are we letting him like nobody showed concern for him exactly. nobody nobody looked out for him his parents mocked him Not oh my god they didn't even fucking point his parents were so stupid like they were like oh can you tell your friends to stop calling you in the middle of the night and like, like any normal parent would be like, your friends. Yeah, you know he doesn't. Look have at friends. your son. Aww. Look at your son. He does not have friends. Yeah. Like you, you know your son doesn't have friends. You should be like, hey, is everything okay? Like, if you say, hey, who was that? And your kid's like, I don't know. It's just like my friend, like, playing a joke. Hopefully, you're, like, hip to what kids do. And you're like, oh, my kid's being, like, fucked with. Also, with. like, you, if they outright say, 
that they know he has bullying problems. Yeah, they they under, yeah, yeah. they're aware of this. But I also feel like it is relatable as a kid. I feel like my parents would you you do get teased. I, I felt like my parents teased me or I'd see my friends parents get teased or my friends get teased by their parents when I would hang over. So that part felt relatable, but it's it's just interesting cuz it's the only scene that the parents have in the whole book. Yeah. Exactly. And they're the most present parents we've come across in Goosebumps. Most of the other parents are like, mm, uh, uh, go do... In, no, in the Goosebumps yeah. book, he was very present. But in most of the books we read, that is not the case. Yeah, the they're mostly... Like, uh, uh, they were out of town that weekend. Well, it's almost mm-hmm. like with these kind of, with this genre, it's like if the parents are there, then it makes it almost more realistic for things to... Like it allows for adventures to happen if the parents aren't around. Almost. Yeah, yeah. otherwise you're like... Where the fuck? Were yeah, those where are the parents? I kept thinking of Saved by the Bell for some reason the whole time yeah. I was reading this book. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know why, but like, just very like, like they well they all had experiences where it's like if parents around this would not have happened. No, it's yeah. Like, is anybody asking Zach Morris why he can stop time? Yeah, <laughs> nobody no. ever asked that because they don't know <laughs> where did he get this ability? Does he have an origin story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he stops time to tell, and then all of a sudden his like mom knocks on the door, and he's like, "Mom, I thought I stopped all the time. <laughs> I, <stopped at> time. <laughs> I was like, doing a direct address because <laughs> they gave, they pass that talent on. Yeah, oh my yeah. god. Uh, I'm gonna read the part where he first introduces the creeps because he does not say that they are new. So as soon as I entered, I saw my four enemies at their usual table in the middle of the room. I call them my four enemies because they're my four enemies. Okay. Their names are Jared, David, Brenda, and Wart. Wart's name is really Richard Wartman, but everyone calls him Wart, even the teachers. These four seventh graders are always making fun of me. When they're not making fun of me, they're trying to injure me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Horrifying. And now time for a quick break. Did, when you were in school, was there ever that kind of hierarchy, like, amongst the grades in that kind of way, where, like, eighth grade, you know, Tasha's an eighth grader, and she... And eighth graders hate sixth graders. We didn't have enough like m- like interaction with different grades for that yeah. to happen. Because I remember, well, I was <laughs> just like always <laughs> at the bottom of the totem pole, just always. So like I didn't even, like everyone was always above me. So I like never was like, oh, well, the eighth graders hate sixth graders. Like I was just like, oh, there's cool kids and there's not cool kids. Yes. And the cool kids are mean to the not cool kids, but never as mean like this book, I was like, it is, it is extreme, crazy yeah. how mean they are to him. At my school, it was like when I was a seventh grader. So my elementary school went till sixth grade, and then my junior high was seven through nine, and then my high school was ten through twelve. Oh, you mm. had the you had the seven through nine action. Yeah, I did. So the, it was like six eight junior high, not minus seven eight. What? Yeah, so just Whoa. seventh and eighth grade were one. What? We're just one separate school. What a waste. What a space. right. It's very, it's very small. <laughs> That's why it's such an awkward time period because it's like we're here for two years and then what? Like yeah. yeah. Oh, are you from Irvine? Uh, I'm from Anaheim, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine for nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? I went to UCI. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I grew up more like in like North Orange County, kind of. Gotcha. Cool. East, North, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, I never felt like, I never, yeah, it always was like within the grade, you know, within yeah. your class, there was these kind of like, the structure is cool yeah, and not groups. cool, all that stuff. But yeah, yeah. I never felt like in... Like, even, like, in fourth grade, I wasn't like, oh, sixth graders, you know? Like, it was just, like, those are, they're doing their own. They've got their own struggles. it was like, (laughs) oh, sixth, it was, like, inherently the 
older grades were just cooler, but there was very little interaction. So it wasn't like a bullying situation. Yeah. Um, except I was telling Kelly earlier how there was just this one older girl who did not like me. I didn't really get bullied, but she was older than me. Her name was Christina, like, Tortellini, Torsellini. Did you look up on just, Facebook? No, Facebook. I just... She I, sounds cool and pretty. She was from very what you tell cool me. and very pretty. <laughs> but it was just this one girl who was mean to me. Nobody else was mean to me. But she was a sixth grader. So it wasn't like... Do you have siblings? One, and she's younger. She's oh, okay. three years younger. I was thinking maybe, like that woman had a beef with your like older sibling and no, took it out on you or something. I, I really do not know what it was. So it wasn't like all sixth graders pick on the younger grades, all ninth graders pick blah, blah, blah. blah. It was just, they were, co- why would they even be talking to us? They were too cool. That was what the situation yeah. was. I also remember like going from, cause we were six to eight and then nine to 12. Uh, for grades. And I remember going from sixth to seventh grade. I remember this like feeling of relief where I was like, oh, I'm not a sixth grader anymore. I'm like older. I do remember like feeling that, but not like, well, now I'll get to bully the sixth graders. Like it was never there. It wasn't, it was very like internalized in me where I was like, oh, okay, now I'm not going to be the like stupid sixth grader anymore. Yeah. So it is interesting. Yeah. If, um, if Ricky had, survived and or you know he had just stayed in the human world you know before the post-apocalyptic lizard world that we're in at the end of this book <laughs> that he will then rule yeah yeah if he just was like normal do you like would he like he almost seems like somebody that would bully sixth graders when he's in eighth grade yeah taking, taking it out on like you know because like i feel like that kind of abuse sent tends to like i don't repeat itself i might disagree with that but not for sure yeah <laughs> only because like he makes such good friends with Iris and he is so it made me really ha- sad how hungry he was Aww. for Iris's kindness Aww. wasn't that sad that was I mean, very relatable yeah I, I and especially relatable. when he said he like, like oh, she's lifeline. new yeah. he was like oh that's great that she's new I just and she was very nice to him and I, she I was just, kind of cute yeah, she was kind of cute with a round face and blue eyes well because I, I was listening to another episode of your guys' uh, a couple days ago uh and how you're talking about the descriptions of the women in these books and stuff mm-hmm. and how they're like, they, some, he's are like these authors tend to, I forget if it was a Christopher Pike one or if it was, no, it was Eternal Enemy. That was That's Christopher, yeah, Pike. Christopher Pike. Christopher Pike. Yeah. And just like how they it feel that best friend. they need to like inject uh, opinion into a description of somebody. Yeah. Yes. And it is interesting because yes, in this book, it's not just like this, everything that happens in this book I was noticing is through the lens of this character and not even like just this character relating whatever's happening. It's like, I'm going to tell you what I think about everything that's happening in this book, every person we encounter. And it, I think that's something pretty unique to weirdly His goosebumps style. and Christopher Pike, but not necessarily fear street. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing it yeah. less in fear street, which I think is I why think you're we, right. Which is why we probably read it in this like, whoa, you know, like yes. voice because it's there's yeah, there's that layer of like kind of cheeky childhood jokester yeah, kind of. I have I have the paragraph where he introduces <laughs> Iris. Um, I took a few seconds from my furious scribbling to check out the new girl. Kind of cute, I thought. She had a round face with big blue eyes and short blonde hair parted in the middle. She wore long red plastic earrings that jangled when she moved her head. 
And then uh, he gets a sign to show her around. But it does seem like more and more he keeps liking her. Because there's this part. She thought that was pretty funny. I liked the way her earrings jangled when she laughed. Oh. Like, it's yeah, it's very That's endearing. very cute, actually. It's, it's very really cute. cute. So, like, the more he gets to know her, he's like, oh, I liked this little facet. Or I liked this little detail of her personality. I like Ricky, and I'm like, Aww. yeah, turn them all the creeps, fucking assholes. Well, I got this, like, weird, and maybe it's just because of the, like, constant address to us as a reader, but it was, like, such a, like, noir-y feeling to it, because he's constantly, like, narrating in, like, a VO type of feel yeah. over the action of whatever's happening, and it's just, like, like, I turned and slunk to the door, and guess who was standing there? Guess who had watched the whole ugly scene? Oh, yeah. You're right. Iris, her first day of school, and she already knew what a loser I was. <laughs> so it's very like. Oh, my God. It's like, so like, yeah. It's so like he's in like this noir. room with like the it's like junior blinds. High noir. Yeah. Th- like this book is so noir. I didn't realize that until I was like trying to figure out why he's addressing us so much. It's always when we're reading it aloud that you go, yeah, this is pulp fiction. Yeah. It's because this is so pulpy. It's him being very like, well, let me tell you this. My parents couldn't stop talking about the weather. And it's like very like him being so like coy. (laughs) Which is why I almost wish that there had been, I I almost wanted a couple more pages to the twist. Me too. I wish. Or even when he um, drops the seeds. Like I wanted to soak that up more a little bit as well. Because he's like, he drops it and then, yeah, yeah. Well, he like, but he drops the first seed, like he drops the first yeah. bag. Pretends to trip. Yeah, pretends to trip. And then it's like, then they're like, nope, it's fine. Like I almost wanted them to like, like an, I wanted another beat there to like yeah. soak that up. Yeah, because it was pretty instantly like resolved. Yeah, they're like, it, here's a new bag. Yeah, and they kept everything yeah. he did. They were like, here's a new bag. We've got infinite bags. Stop trying. We have yeah. so many bags. They're like so concerned with the seeds expiring, but it's like, we've got... <laughs> An unlimited number of bags. Also, where so, is like, the, the real commander? Are- yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Where is the real commander? I what if the that. commander's Tasha? Oh my God. Oh, That'd be amazing. Yeah. What and she can't bitch. blow her cover because she's the school newspaper. So she's like, I still got to do my thing and I'll like make it so this other person uh, is the instigator for this whole mm-hmm. stuff. So then she can maintain her reputation mm-hmm. in the human world. And then when she be, you know, and I was then- going to say, that's a pretty big risk considering she's like, so my alien race is called the creeps. I'm going to go ahead and tell him to call Ricky. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was another weird, like, but yeah, where's the fucking commander? Yeah. Well, I really thought it was Iris. When Me she too. Came. I, I kind of I almost, like, yeah. I wanted yes. it to be her. Yeah. That would have been a really cool if, yeah, she actually turned out to be, and that he like loved her so much or like was falling for her that like he and was like, like you know what I am him. gonna dump this like yeah that I think that's that's much more compelling too to be like this uh, human connection that I have with this one person I'll I'll become a creep and turn everybody into creeps so that way I can like be with her be with her then <laughs> instead of love. being like yeah for that <laughs> sweet. Tongue high fives. I call it five, five, five. Lizard love. <laughs> Lizard love. Also, okay. So is it just a huge coincidence? Because we all know what like vampires are, right? We all know I've what heard of them, yes. werewolves are. Mm-hmm. If I say yep. to you, creeps. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? I think molesty dude. Great. Yeah. Sorry. Great. The fact that like he comes up with this prank 
for things called creeps to call Tasha. But Turns out there is an people call him a creep. So is so it, it's even more complicated. Yeah. yeah. So then it's like people happen to be calling him a creep. He then wants to prank this girl to tell creeps to call Tasha. Turns out there also is like these this alien race called creeps. And then so yeah, they, it like, all sounds a little too convenient. Listen, yeah. it's a little fishy. I'm just saying a children's book being too convenient. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna say this, Goosebumps. It seems a little convenient that for your 80 page story, <laughs> it's contrived. Well, it's, I mean, it's you know, it's it's very 90s to you creep. Yeah, that, that seems creep like was such, such a 90s. Yeah, and I mean. Oh my God! There are not page numbers. Uh, it was like I remember looking there at how many page pages numbers. there were. Oh wait, one sixteen. That's, that's how like many that. pages there are. So I remember like because when I was reading through this, wait, are there no pages at all in yours? There are. Look, page numbers are intimidating. And then it just stops. Whoops. They're just stopping <laughs> page numbers. You're just reading it forever, just like when is, is this, this book gonna end? This is a goosebumps the page number story. Stop. Like the you don't have any oh. page because you're reading the, the book preview. at the end of the street. I was reading. I was looking at the preview. Oh. Wait, what's the, the preview for your book? book? My best friend is invisible. Oh, mine is what are um, guys? Snow. Beware the snowman. Oh. Hmm. What's yours, Stephen? I think it's the same one as yours. Beware the snowman. Unless. Unless, wow, they included a lot of free chapters. That's yeah. why I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> did you also have the possibility for trading cards inside? I did, and I was legitimately bummed Me because too. I because I actually like loved. Oh wow, you actually have the thing ripped out. See, I didn't even get the evidence that there uh, was other than the thing on the thing. But I love trading cards, so I was actually legitimately excited. And then it was like, nope, I paid three dollars. Of course, I'm not going to get the trading card for this. <laughs> no, it's like a fifty-seven. Has an card. ad for graphic novels. Whoa. What? Goosebumps graphic novels. Yeah, you have the like I feel like you have the like actually this is this is a little off topic, but there was the tenure or like the twenty year anniversary of Animorphs and they started to re release all the books with like new covers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it only sold well enough that they only did it for like the first two or three. Oh, and that's then they a were bummer. like, Nobody Aww. likes them. <laughs> You know what? I probably would have bought them. Well, and they also did. Um, they updated it with like modern references and shit too. They do I that for a lot of these books. Oh, that's right. You, that. I listened to. Was it the Aaron Whitehead episode? Yeah. The, no, really? no, 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 no. That because that was in the attic. Yeah. Uh, for uh, it was what like episode what was, was that? the first? It was, uh, go ask Alice had some. It or was, did it? No, no, no. It didn't. Maybe it was Jackie Johnson's episode. I, it, New Girl had some. Yes, that definitely did. But like, wasn't in that case like some things were updated, but some stuff wasn't. Yes, and then there was yeah, there was one book where they kept like a reference to a 1970s baseball player. Yeah, it was like 1984 is <laughs> the year he stopped being. You know relevant. what it probably was? The person that was tasked with updating it was like, I don't even know who this is. I cannot come with a, come up with a modern day reference. Maybe. I'm just gonna leave it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was referencing some very like straight laced, like non drinking baseball player that like. Wow. Nobody had talked about since 1984. They probably just like, I feel like they just pay enough for like a first pass for, yeah, for that sure. kind of thing. They're like, look, as long as you get most of them, you hit most of them, you leave, yeah, you leave a out of date baseball player, but nobody's going to know who it is who's reading this book. So it doesn't yeah, no matter. One cares. Wait, so for the new Animorphs, they had updated references? For That's this? what I read on Wikipedia. Oh my God. Because I was like, oh, it's the anniversary. Maybe I'll like, I don't know, buy them again or just. <laughs> read the Wikipedia page for all of them again, you know? I remember being so, I was like very intensely obsessed with Animorphs. And I remember um, I had a really big crush on Tobias, even though he was stuck mm. as a hawk. 
So I was like, oh my God, like what he could be as a human. I have a crush on his spirit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my, his spirit is Oh so my God, crazy. that's how pure our love is. Because <laughs> he stays as a hawk for too long and then you get stuck. I remember you and Katie Platner talking about this on The Wicked Yeah, Heart. he was hot. And I was like, damn, I wish I could like get fuck with Tobias. Hawk. I want to fuck that hawk. And then- um, The hawk is very fuckable. He's a fuckable hawk. He's so Hashtag sensitive. But yeah, he hawk. was like lonely and just he'd like be roosting like on a yes. tree and he'd be like- Ugh, like my life and like who's my real father and like <laughs> yes. all this stuff. He was so angsty. He was like Cole Sprouse, but a hawk. Roosting and then, on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like like bummed because he was a hawk all the time. And he, sure. and, and he felt bad about like killing things, but then he would yes. describe like like floating above the field and seeing the rabbit and like knowing that it had like baby rabbits yes. and like all this stuff. Oh my but God. a hawk's gotta eat. Yeah. Oh. So he had to do it. And That's then I remember a very complicated moral yeah, yeah animorphs is life. fucked. Yeah. It was. I remember I like kind of checked out when someone turned into a starfish, and I was like, "Why?" Yeah, there's that. <laughs> I was like, "Why?" Like, like why are you starfish? What he turned into a butthole? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, they that like how we're talking about with the like even with this book, like all the age group thing of like because I think for me that was so seventh and eighth grade, but then once I got to high school, it seemed like okay, now it's time to move on to like real books or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm doing air quotes, but like. You know, so I don't think I ever really finished the series. And I then didn't. I, and then it turned out later when I was like, I feel like you do that all the time. You like Wikipedia, something you liked, and then you yeah. just read every so- – like I learned that Kay Applegate ended up like uh, – I think the last 10 books or 15 books of hers were all ghostwritten by other really? people. So I was I like, oh, well, now I don't that. even want to go finish it. I, didn't, I don't want to do it. Do you know it. if Arl Stein ghost wrote a lot of these? Or I don't did, think he did. I don't I think, think he he's did. one of the few long-running series authors who didn't pass off. Right, like wow. this dude just churned like, him he out. Loved it. He loved Club, it. Yes, Sweet Valley High. Yes, yes. Boxcar Children. Boxcar Children for sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. Also, like Benny Party being like Boys, way too old to not Nancy read. Drew. Yeah, I guess Animorphs now. Yeah, I can't but believe I it. I was on board for that. Pure Stein. Well, it was like it was. It's like the Matt Groening thing where it's like she was like, "Well, I got. I'm making Futurama now." So because she moved on to like a, a like a more adult fantasy. She did series. Fearless. I remember. Yeah, I, which and, I read. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I never. I felt a little like betrayed, you know, that she I've had like seen done those a different. Books. Um, I have that them all. Like a teen creeps. Yeah, you should do that. It will ripe, work. It like, was. It's ripe for teen creeps. Correct. It seems like really. It like, seems juicy mature fruit, for mature for teen creeps. It's like it's, it's kind of old for its age. Sure, it's a teenager, but it doesn't act like. A teenager. <laughs> oh, no. I'm I'm a teacher and <laughs> teen creeps after hours. <laughs> Um, I have That's them all. That's why we're called Teen because <laughs> we're kind of gross. <laughs> um, but it, it would work. It's very like um, this girl doesn't feel fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember really liking those books. Yeah. But I remember being bummed that I couldn't like. I remember wishing that there was more animorphs, but then not ever returning to it. It was a weird thing where I was like, I'm just I've moved on. I've I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah, I think my last book was I think Cassie was on the cover. I think it was like 28 or something, which now I'm bummed that I don't have them because I mean, I don't know if I mean, after reading rereading this one Goosebumps, it's not like I need to collect them all ironically again. <laughs> you you know? gotta catch them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think there was I don't remember how many books they went up to. I saved all my favorite, favorite Christopher Pikes. Oh, so a lot of them are like OG from. Yeah. That's awesome. So all of yeah. the I have a Starlight Crystal, Crystal at my parents' Starlight, house. Uh, Starlight Crystal, Crystal at my parents' house. What else? One of them. I don't remember. Oh, remember me. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Because that's fun because then you can look inside your like 
book and did you find any like I looked at an old book in high, like from high school and I pulled out like a hall pass or like <gasps> as a bookmark cool. and like that's fun. Yeah. I had a no, um really embarrassing like that. <laughs> I had one that was a Nancy Drew case files and it was like a model crime and it's like where Nancy has to go undercover to be a model, of course, <laughs> and um figure out who's like harassing the other models and on the inside the I models. like I sent it to Lindsay because it is very embarrassing it's inside and I wrote in it hi is this your book I don't think so return it where you found it and maybe the person who's looking for it will actually find it what makes it even worse is that like that was never my idea I saw that in another book that I found mm. and I was like that's cool and then I wrote it in my book I mean, it's very clever. And then I was like, XOXO, I think Kelly. You sent that to me. I, oh, maybe I didn't send it I to you. It was you very did. embarrassing. I did, however, find a letter, like an actual written and mailed letter from my childhood best friend, Katie Smith, who was responding to some letter I sent her. And she was like, by the way, I got that Christopher Pike book you recommended. This is 1994, which means I was in the sixth grade. She's like, I found that Christopher Pipe book you told me I should read, Die, Sloth, Die Softly, and it was so disturbing that I had to put it down and I couldn't sleep. And then she's like, <laughs> okay, I woke up the next day, I looked at it again, that's so gross that a character said she had sex at a McDonald's. I can't believe you read such horrifying books. Wow. <laughs> I really miss you. I can't wait till you visit. I, I remember you I sending I remember you sending that to me. I loved when she was like, I don't know where you find this kind of stuff. And then I loved PS, are you excited for school to start? <laughs> Which was so cute. It was so, so sixth grade. I feel like the art of letter writing, because I was I wrote some letters when I lived in London, like seven years ago or five years ago. And it was like, I realized I'd lost the art because I was like, if you're responding to somebody, do you respond in order? Like, how do you respond to people in letters? Yeah. Like, do you like go from one thing at it? So like, I, I wonder if your friend to. was like yeah. responding to like three different little mini conversations you were so. having. So, the, but then when you look at it from far away, it feels very like. Cause like almost every letter she wrote was, I'm so sorry. It's taken me so long to write you back. Oh, And so every letter was like, here's this thing you talked about, this thing you talked about, this thing, and then I'm going to tell you about some things of mine, mm. and then I can't wait to hear from you. And then I would respond <laughs> with kind of that same thing. So, yeah, you would always, like, respond to questions and then talk about new things. Yeah, I remember that. So it was, yeah, I had a, I found a ton of letters. Oh, that's cool. Um, It was so fun, and I was so sad for... <laughs> So condescending. I was so sad for youth of today. <laughs> there's no way they're like, A, Snapchats disappear within 24 hours. Yeah. So you can never get mm -hmm. those again. And then nobody's printing out their emails. Yeah. No. If you're not like you once imagine? technology. Keep I know. Them all safe. Oh my God. You're a <laughs> psycho. <my> text messages. <gasps> printing like, out your text messages. Yeah, Holy shit. That'd be insane. But so that means when technology moves on, you're not going to have that anymore. Like there are email exchanges with ex-boyfriends that I will just never have. Yeah. And I won't remember. I don't remember. Whereas like the very early ones, because it, the internet was new, I was printing that shit out. Yeah. And so that's in a box. And I remember what people said to me. But like nobody's. Yeah. It's like everybody's going to move on. It's not like CDs. You throw out your mixtapes. Yeah. Mm. I remember practicing my handwriting for written yeah. letters. Like, I remember being like, it's going to look good. 
And I remember <laughs> I like wrote a letter to my cousin and I had like learned some cool slang. And so I wanted <laughs> oh, to like yeah. put it in the letter. And I was writing like tight, like T-Y-T-E. And then I guess my <laughs> uncle like read it. And then when I came to visit, he was like, I saw that letter you wrote. Oh, that was pretty. And they're like, um, like they lived on a farm in Montana and like they're very practical. And this so they always. Souffle au This is not anti-souffle au play on tray. This is not her. No, 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 no. Um, and they were like, and I remember my uncle was like, oh, I mean, I guess you uh, L.A. people like talk all crazy. <laughs> and I felt so embarrassed. And I was like, I'm never going to write her a letter again. And I was like, my uncle's going to see it. And I'd spent like, I bought like um, different colored like gel pens. Yeah, and I like wrote gel like, yeah. I was living that gel pen life. I was living that milky <laughs> pen life. So I was milky like, pens. milky pens. I was writing like cool milky pen shit. And I got made fun of milky pens. And then like Those glitter the pens. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I never had any of that stuff because I write like this, which you can't see on the podcast. Sorry. But I always write with my hand like this. So then I always just have ink. Uh, so I could never. I, so I do that too. What I would do was take a piece of paper and put it under where my hand was. So that Shit. I know. And then that way it wouldn't smear. Because otherwise it would smear all yeah. along here. The original life hack. Yeah. And I would, I would get a separate paper and put it under where my hand was. And then the underside of that paper would be all fucked up because it was like catching all the milky pen you could make that art now like the like the that safety paper yeah. those would yes. be like compositions like yeah uh, someone would buy that on wayfair and like yeah, put yeah. it on their wall yeah yeah that's another thing it's like there, nothing is tangible now so you can't save it you can't no. yeah, there's technology not gonna be any... is gonna move on you're not gonna be like putting out your facebook post that again no. <laughs> that would be even crazier that would be insane if all you printed out your Facebook of comment timeline. exchanges. I uh, when I was in because when I the I got an iPhone my senior the last semester of college. Wow. Um, two thousand nine, and uh, when I I was like, oh, I'll never get Twitter until I have an iPhone, and then I got an iPhone. Yeah, in like April two thousand nine, and then so I like started tweeting and stuff, and then I took this like really ridiculous art class that they do at UC Santa Barbara where you do like performance art it was like a performance art class it was really silly oh, but like weird. it was really fun too because you just Studio gotta like art. yeah it was just yeah. like but you would do you know i don't know you would just like people would go out in the quad and like do things and like you know just random stuff like i mean one year somebody just was like their art was just to try and fight anybody like <laughs> and like one person uh one woman was like just sitting out with like suntan lotion and just like seeing if anybody would actually come up and like mm -hmm. put it on her or um, my roommate in college, like covered himself, like wore all white, like clothes and then just had like a bunch of paints and he was just like, paint me. And then people would just come up. And so people were all doing that kind of stuff. But one of the things I did in the class was like, I had Twitter for a month and I like printed out all my s things that I wrote on Twitter. So I printed like, I don't know, like 20, like a hundred, you know, little, like almost on like ticker tape and just read yeah. every single like thing that I wrote, like, Hmm, like tried the hamburgers like I just printed out all my statuses and just read them out loud oh my god for like 30 minutes it was really insufferable um, <laughs> yeah yeah I was really that I was not good at that class I felt like all my art was very selfish at the time I feel like it was a very I, big learning moment for me uh, but that's like studio oh art. god but that like embarrassment oh, we had a whole studio art department at my college I've told this story before how they like one of them stole a bike of mine they just like cut the lock off to make an art project with but my Whoa. friend Noel one of her projects one time was just to hoist herself naked up into a net that would like catch a bear naked 
And she just stayed there the whole day. Oh, I love that. Just I mean, I was like, what is the, what is the project? Yeah. What is the project? So then is it like, it, uh, was this in a pub, like in the quad or something like where yeah. people would see? Yeah. She mm. was just hung up in the cyber A quad. <laughs> my, my favorite was. We had a cafe called the cyber A cafe. Cool. It was the year 2000, you guys. That tracks. <laughs> there was one person who had an umbrella but then they just made themselves wet, so it was like raining inside the umbrella. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's I cute. Like that. that is yeah. cute, and also like a feat of engineering." Yeah, right. Cool. But they would just walk around campus soaking wet, like they soaked their shoes oh and their backpack, like just dunked. Huh. It was that's kind of fun. Yeah, college. Yeah, college. Very college. It's so deep and meaningful. College, New York. God, I remember just like searching for meaning in everything in college and being like, I'm deep, like <laughs> trying to force people to think that I was anything but normal because like that was the ultimate fear was to like live and die normal yeah. and like not remembered and not worth remembering. I was just trying to be normal. I wanted to, I wanted people to be like in awe of me. I certainly wanted that. But I was like, I'm not. I'm just like you guys. Yeah, I guess it depends on when you watched yeah. like American Beauty or something. <laughs> yeah, you know? that was yeah. <laughs> you know, I oh watched my it God. when it came out in the theater. So nice. <laughs> so and I don't know. nice. Pretty cool. Uh, I didn't. I yeah. I don't know what that means though. I mean, what does that mean, Stephen? Seeing it in theaters, I feel like that was probably more powerful. You I saw know, it than multiple times in the theater. That too, bag, like, that plastic bag, was like West really big. Bentley, all about West Bentley. <laughs> mm. Wait, he's not doing anything now, right? I don't think so. The last thing I remember him being in is like War and Peace. He seems like he could be like an a, like a Ricky Beamer type. Bring it, bring it, bring it <laughs> yeah. right back to oh, bring it back. Good work, podcast okay. <laughs> casting the show. Uh, uh, too attractive. Yeah, you're right. Well, yeah. so but the, yeah, that was my thing. I feel like he's more of a screech type in the book, and then they gave him like a baby yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer vibe thing in the. And I'm show. wondering that is that because Jeffrey Dahmer. They're calling him Sticky Ricky and Ricky the Rat. So Ooh. maybe like that, that does really evoke a like pencil, like baby mustache, wet hair look. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I really like him with the pinwheel hat that you said. I'm just picturing, yeah, with like a backpack. <laughs> oh, he seems and he's adorable. very like, oh. Um, but at the same time, yeah, like when he's saying like, I'm used to falling and he's like always being like intensely bullied. Like, I guess it, tracks more in the real world that he's like brooding brooding and just like kind of gross to a everyone yeah yeah it's like <sighs> carrie where she's yeah. like her hair is just like matted down to her <laughs> face and she's got like an oily pimply forehead yeah and everybody is just like a little bit grossed out by her and the analogy that the sue character makes is like well I it's like when you see a homeless man walking with a little girl who's like snotty and crying mm. and then the homeless man has like a bloody nose or something yeah. and they're just walking and you're like, that's not right. But like <laughs> you can't, what are you going to do something about it? So you just sort of pretend that you don't see them. So that's kind of. That sounds like, like a repressed memory. Is that? Kind yeah. Of <laughs> I mean, it might be for Stephen oh, King. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, yeah, it is very like it's easier to not look at it and to not think about it. And if just you're like to... outright, you are a little grossed out by the person. It does make you less inclined to be that helping hand. Well, yeah. So, so it's interesting that you started to feel sympathy for for Ricky 
Yeah, within like a chapter and a yeah. half. I was like, yeah, fuck them all, Ricky. Really? Okay, so it, it I was cynical. It took me a little while. Yeah, it took cynical. me a little while, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna see I was like, really? Everybody fucking bullies you this much? Like, what? Like, there's gotta be something wrong with you. Like, what's going on? Because, and I'm speaking as someone who like was bullied. Yeah. Was... I really thought it was like a 4chan nice guy situation where it's like, <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah, fucking troll. And I was like, oh, let me guess. Like, Tasha, you're gonna like be mean to this girl, Tasha, who's your boss because you're mad because you feel like you don't have enough power. But then Tasha's like mean and yeah, I'm trying to it think was when chapter five. Chapter five. Yeah. It's when they all pick on him after school when Iris is like begging them to stop. I was yeah. like, okay. All right. I hope they all die. <laughs> now Iris, I guess, gets spared. Wait, and that's I yeah. forgot that's before is that before or after the car wash? Before. Before long before. Yeah. I the car wash I was like I was more cynical, but that anything with Iris, I felt like that was his like maybe she was his like manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> that's like what that I was, was his like, connection yeah. to humanity. Yeah. Like that's the only thing keeping him from slipping off the edge. But, but it's like it's after school. He's just walking Iris home. They jump out of a bush and they force him to sing the Star Spangled Banner. It is and like Iris is and and they're like pushing him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And Iris is begging them to stop. Ricky is yeah. begging them to stop. So at that point, it was like, I don't know what their deal is, but I hate them and I'm totally on your side now. Yeah. And ultimately, his prank is just like inundating somebody with phone calls. So he's not like a terrible kid. Yeah. It's not like I, your mom should have had an abortion. I hope you get raped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, his his ex- what I felt like it might be in today. The first place. Yeah. Well, I mean, in his accidental fuck-ups are the things that actually cost more damage to Tasha, ruining the school yeah. computer, yeah. ruining the camera. Like, his his actual, like, out for revenge is actually less harmful than his accidental mistakes. Yeah, yeah he's the car, pretty yeah, low-key, yeah. like, my way of getting back at you is to be like, if you're weird, call Tasha. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, so weird. It's like, like he that doesn't is such say, a like, weird prank. Her. He doesn't say anything. It's just like, if, if you're downtrodden, call Tasha. <laughs> Feeling low, call Tasha Ugh. after midnight. If everybody hates you, call Tasha. <laughs> and he's like, I guess that leaves just me. I'm going to call Tasha. Well, like, as I was reading this too. Poor Ricky. Because, because this book is so inundated with the personality of Ricky and he's telling us this story, I was like, I believed it less and I was just like what's the real story here I'm like really all these people fucking hate you all these people are bullying you it's a and bit I, of a fight club situation yes I was like what's the deal I was like there's I gotta like, be something else like, going on in your mind it's like this fictional story you're like alright but what's the real story the unreliable it's, like, it's a fictional no, story I'm like I don't buy it I don't buy it I'm like I got too many people lying to me and I got not enough time so okay, tell me what Stein. the truth is I don't care what you say about this person's narrative. Yeah. Tell me what I'm the like, deal is. Like, what's the end goal? What is this? What's yeah. What if? Tea? What if it's like, yeah, the whole creep thing is in his imagination, and he's like, he's just snapped, and it is this yeah. like school shooter it metaphor kind did of feel like a metaphor to it me. It did feel like that. Well, almost yeah, because that ending comes so abrupt that I feel like it could have gone so many different ways. Actually, yeah. and I really do like the ending. I yeah, I mean, I wish you. I mean. Maybe it was kept short because they just wanted you to the shock of and what's mm-hmm. what's again, sorry, I keep referencing like the twist. Yeah, I'm, I keep referencing the TV show, but like they just uploaded a, a like a copy of it from like JetX, like the Fox Kids yeah. kind of thing or uh, it wasn't Fox Nickelodeon. It wasn't Nickelodeon, though. I forget what JetX was. It was like a Saturday morning 
or something thing. But like the commercial break, the last commercial break happens where it's like everyone's he's like standing up. He's like, don't eat the cookies. And then they're like, but you'll become their slaves. And he's like, everybody have the cookies. And then Iris is like, Ricky, no. And then it like fades to commercial and then fades back. And then he's like, sorry, Iris. Uh, but um, what is it like when in Rome, like it was like when he says something yeah. like that, he's like, things are changing around here and then eats the cookies and then he like get takes off his glasses. Get over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something he, like that. He like takes off his glasses, like looks oh demonically God. and then it cuts to credits. But it's like, oh, that's so much worse. But the pose, but the like commercial break to then to literally just like three lines and then it goes directly to credits. I was like, that's a weird place for a commercial That is a break. weird thing too, where it's like, that's I'm going to do weird. this thing and then break. And then it's like, I'm still doing this thing, yeah. which is very I've like, we're on board. Thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, nothing's changed. Well, yeah. Cause in this, like there's no mention of like Iris's fate. No. So it does seem even more of a metaphor in the TV show yeah. that he would, that Iris would be like, no, what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, Sorry. And then like, I'm full on evil now. I'm taking off my glasses. I own you all. I'm shooting up the school. That yeah. is totally what it sounds like in the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it definitely has that vibe where he like takes off his glasses and just kind of like looks. Although they didn't have the budget to like make like have like some lizard eyes appear, you know? Right. Let's uh, take a quick break. Okay. And we're back. I also really love how the lizards, the creeps look like on the book cover. Yeah. He's like cool, cool ass like purple dinosaur things. Whereas yeah. in the TV show, they're, they're like. He, that are like weird bloated lizard bananas. Like they're all yellow and orange. And <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, mm, these are cool. Bananas, not I, cool. I remember thinking like the. I loved the cover of this book as a kid, and I liked that they were wearing like cool '90s kid clothes. Oh yeah, yeah that's the most fun part of it. She it's just like a like, backwards hat. A, yeah, the backwards long hat. sleeve Ooh. shirt and a jean vest. Yeah. <laughs> Get me some of those cool 90s clothes. And the backwards green hat coupled with the like yellow and orange striped long sleeve shirt. The striped shirt. Striped shirts were so early to mid 90s. I re- and specifically, okay. The, High-waisted jeans. The mm-hmm. main uh, creep in the in the image. Uh, he has a button, button down open. Mm-hmm. Perhaps chambray. Perhaps <laughs> uh, it's a blue. Who could say? Who could, Who could say? say? And yeah. he's got a long sleeve white shirt, and the sleeve is like open of the outside shirt, and you can see his white sleeve underneath. Oh yeah, and what? that to me is so fucking nineties. I'm like, oh my god, that like this dude. Oh, yeah. He is wearing a long sleeve white crew neck shirt. Yeah, like a yeah. I was thinking it was a t-shirt, but I wasn't seeing the collar at the wrist. No, I didn't notice the collar either until right now. It's like intense. How epic would this be for like four people to do this for Halloween? That's amazing. (gasps) That would be amazing. Well, we we got got three. three. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, plus that, I mean, that fourth one is just in the booth going, "Ah!" I mean, that guy could just be like a head that's attached to the front. (gasps) Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be so good. That'd be so good. Okay. So I vote, I vote uh, Steven as the main guy with the... The button down open. I'll take the white crew neck. Okay. Color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I be striped shirt backwards hat? You can, and I'll be lady creep. You be lady creep. <laughs> I'll be Brenda. Brenda. <laughs> Brenda, who gets like no page time. She gets one line where she's like, Master, you must put the infinity seeds. And then, <laughs> and then he like. Infinity seeds. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> infinity seeds. Sorry. <laughs> I have a tough time with names. <laughs> Tying in this with Marvel. It's been a while. Infinity you know what? Seeds. We're back. That's very um, funny. Identity seeds, and then he like trips and falls, and she's like, "I've got more." And then that's her moment of glory. Yeah, is to 
Yeah, Wart kind of like carried the bully side of things. Wart, Wart was the worst. The hero? He's like, oh. <laughs> do you want to know what, what the Do you want to know what the kids look like in the TV show? Yes. Yeah. So I don't I don't remember like which ones are which, but then there there was like your kind of classic like kind of overweight chubby bully kid. That would yes. be Wart, right? Uh, I w- I don't I can't remember from memory which one was which. Okay. Um, and then there was. Uh, and then there was like a buzz from like Home Alone, yes. bro. Yes, you know. yes. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's that too. And I don't remember what. And then, and then Brenda was like a just a, a black girl. Mm. So, oh, yeah. And then other person unknown. Yeah, okay. I don't remember what the other one looked like, but interesting. I like I like their commitment to diversity on Goosebumps. Yeah, yes. Say. Even though the quality of Goosebumps TV, like the if you go back and watch that show because it was on Netflix for a while and it was just. The production quality of it's so bad. Like, it, yeah. Are You Afraid of Whoa. the Dark was actually That's a well-made <laughs> Nickelodeon show. But yeah. Goosebumps mm-hmm. is like half the episodes are shot at the same empty factory in Vancouver. <laughs> even though that Ryan Gosling is in a Goosebumps uh, TV show. Well, Canadian. Yeah, yeah. So they just, any, any kids in Vancouver just hang out around this factory <laughs> and it's going to be a house. It's going to be a toy factory. It's going to be a... Yeah, like, it's on. I think they're still on Netflix. They're fun to watch, like for Halloween. Like, yeah. I, oh. like I think at a Halloween, like Halloween parties since I moved to LA, like people will like throw them up in the background. Yeah. But also, That's funny. Yeah, budget was not not good. Did you or, watch um, the Animorphs show? Yeah, that was even worse. That was bad. I remember being because it's early CGI. Yes. Yeah, it was early CGI, so that was really bad. Did you ever get any of the toys from Taco Bell? Did they had I? There were toys at Taco Bell. Yeah, Taco Bell the had Animorphs? toys. Yeah. They, had, they had they had toys at Taco Bell. They had like a little Yurk keychain. Oh my like, god! <laughs> uh, they had like the Andalite ship that was like a flashlight, and then, I, they, and then they had a box oh where it was like half of it was like um, not um, axe, and it was like half his human face and half his. And so you'd, like you turn it to the side to like switch. Oh my god! What about the hawk? What about the fuckable hawk? <laughs> There's no fuckable hawk. I mean, <laughs> that as not, a toy, not as a toy. Like I, who cares? I know. <laughs> I know. Boring. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Tobias. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, this is going to be a great Halloween costume. I I think it's going to be a great Halloween costume. I think we're really going to hit at whatever party. (laughs) (laughs) But there's going to be one person that's going to would see us and they'd be like, oh, "Oh, shit. (laughs) We will make one person. We're going to blow their fucking mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's always my favorite with Halloween costumes when it's like something that's super specific like that. Yeah. But it's it's something that you may not even like. Most people probably wouldn't even remember this, but it's just when you see it, it's just like such a specific. Yes. Uh, like where you get that like, oh, moment. Yeah. Whoa, are great. you this? Yeah. But yes, I am. <laughs> yes. Why, yes, I am. This was for you. This was just for I you. I didn't know it was for you, but I knew it was for someone. Yeah. <laughs> um. Know. Well, are there any things that we're like, Oh. Gotta get it out about this book. I will say I loved the part where the lunch ladies are like, we're sick of everybody <laughs> knocking our mac and cheese. We make it from real noodles. We make it with actual cheese. When they said actual macaroni, I was like, huh? Like, what's not real macaroni? Well, like, it's not craft. Because uh, they were like, like, we use real cheese. We use real macaroni. I was like. No, they're just what saying like you? we've cooked yeah. macaroni. Okay, it's not like it's just something we got. From, I like, see. A package. We put it together. Use real cheese, and then all these fucking ungrateful kids. It's like the real hero of this story is all those lunch ladies sleeping <laughs> over that mac and cheese. Nobody eats. That was a cool moment. I like yeah. that a lot. And Did I like you... how they're like, okay, sit down. We're gonna. You just eat just like a small have bowl. A, have just a, a taste. Bowl of mac and cheese. 
Yeah. Trust us. I was bummed that there weren't steaks with that though, because then he was just like, mm, I had a big breakfast, bye, and yeah, then like he walked got away, away before they could serve. I him. was like, oh, I wanted to see him like, yeah, yeah. What if like no the one. creeps? Because the creeps never like attack anybody. They're just standing in the that hallway. Is really funny. What are yeah. they like, doing? They're like, uh, Commander, you didn't. And he's like, well, I put a, I put all the identity seeds in the infinity mac and cheese, seeds. and nobody identity eats cheese. the mac and cheese. <laughs> we put all the infinity mac and cheese. <laughs> And nobody eats it. I forgot. And they're like, well, that's okay. Well, we have this other bag. The yeah. fact that they, they are so easily, so yeah, they're so easily mollified by his like bullshit excuses and Irene or Iris's when she's like, I'm the second in command, which first of all, they didn't even know yeah. that position existed. And she's oh, like, we're not going to okay. change right now. Um, The plan is to do your plan, which are like, okay, great. Like I, yeah, they all become so reasonable when yeah. they're creeps. They're like, oh, Commander, we didn't know it was you. What Whereas if, like when they're bullies, they're like, yeah, because yeah. it's only it, they really needed a a person like Ricky to succeed. Like, because what if these creeps have gone to hundreds of other planets, like a Guardians of the Galaxy two style situation, mm-hmm. yeah. trying to get these seeds to get, but like they're the like wimpiest, creepiest aliens, yeah. and they haven't been able to succeed. But until somebody like Ricky comes along, who basically is just like falls prey to their plan. Yep. Like yeah, like what if the That's yeah? This, very funny. That they needed Ricky to succeed. They needed <laughs> a real creep. And so I guess boring. you know what that like he fulfills his own like prophecy there, and he <laughs> gets to like have purpose, which I guess the actual commander is just like broke down on Mars, going. He keeps trying to like use a jack uh, on his like that, little okay, spaceship. Yeah, like, ding, 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 and he's like. Ah. I don't have a spare. Oh, okay. Ships pass by. And he's like, oh, geez, everyone drives so close to the in this yeah. lane. He's like, I miss like, home. Okay. <laughs> Who should I? Oh, my transmitter's broken. Oh, and then like <laughs> hours really of him like down the earth creeps. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all so reasonable as creeps. Oh. And then smash no, cut okay. to um, Ricky being like, mm, let's do this plan. I'm your commander. <laughs> This little uh, hat. <laughs> uh, okay, we're a very reasonable people, so we're gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish we could see what Ricky. I want to I want to see the sequel to this because he did. <laughs> Arlstein did make sequels. I kind of wish they yeah. would have made a sequel to this one. Yeah, because now I mean, he's we saw their, Slappy, the leader of the creeps, a thousand times. Yeah. So is he going to be a very like benevolent <gasps> oh, leader? leader of the creeps? That's leader such a great, that's a great, that's name. a great title. Like in like in the vein of like like the kind of Tarzan and the like. Yeah, uh, uh, John Carter of Mars, like those yes. kind of book books, like <laughs> l- like leader of the creeps, and then like what would be like the if this was like a trilogy, leader of the calling all creeps, leader of the creeps, and like uh, creeps re- unite, um, <laughs> I was thinking creeps know. unite, or like um, revenge, revenge, of revenge. The creeps. Uh, that's too easy. Uh, um, well, it could be like like the oh, fall of the oh, creeps, or um, like. Army of the Creeps. Kingdom of the Creeps. Kingdom of the Creeps. Yeah. Oh, Planet of the Creeps. Yeah. Planet of the Creeps. And then um, Return of the Planet of the Creeps. Mm-hmm. And then Revenge of the Planet and of the Creeps. And then Rise of the Creeps. Rise of the Creeps. Before, Rise of the, the, creeps. before the Planet of the Creeps. <laughs> yeah. We got a whole series here. This okay, is awesome. Let's delete this, this and then point, we'll make it. Like, the planet is Creeps. Yeah. Uh, um, Steven, what are other parts of the book that you need addressing? I was actually going to ask earlier, did, you, did both of you... Did your parents make you lunch as a kid or did you eat school lunches? Because that was a very, it was like, yeah. if, if Ricky knew one thing, he knew people's eating habits in the cafeteria. He was and like, look, nobody eats the mac and cheese. Do you remember the part where it was like, everyone's required to eat the cafeteria? That was weird. Yeah. That was Which weird. Which is like a real lazy justification. Yeah. Arlstein's like, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. It was yeah. just like his response to a note from an editor where, who was like, why do they have to be in there? Mm, or they him. have to. He might have like a very literal, literal brain like me where it's like, people are going to be asking this question. I better say how they know. Tidy that up. Gonna, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, well, in middle school, uh, you're uh, like, this is actually a complicated question. Okay. So, well, <laughs> okay. it is. This is a three part. So answer. it all began. Um, no. So in elementary school, um, I used to eat lunch really slow and I didn't really have any friends. And, um, I would just sit there and like watch other people eating and then I wouldn't eat my food. And then so one of the lunch aides made me sit at a table by myself with the fifth graders when I was in third grade so that I wouldn't get Aww. distracted. What? And then what I just, do you mean distracted? Because, like, they were like, oh, you won't be as interested in, like, the fifth grade kids as you are and, like, kids in your own grade. So they made me sit with them. But then I still was really slow and didn't eat my food. And then I just had to basically be a, literally alone every lunch by myself because the aides would just stand there and watch me and like try to make me eat my food. Oh my god, what? And then I wouldn't eat my food and then I would go home and try and flush my um, my oh. sandwich down the toilet. Oh my god. But it had alfalfa sprouts in it and then it clogged the toilet and then the toilet was just like floating with alfalfa sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I opened up a... Yeah. yeah, and then... It's always like you never know when you're going to strike gold with Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, my mom one day was just like, why didn't... Like if... You didn't have to bring it home and then flush yeah. it. Like she was like, you, you could just throw it away. Home. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then middle school, <laughs> um, I was still a slow eater, didn't really eat my food. And then in high school, I like decided I really liked food and I would eat the lunch my mom packed for me during second period. And then during lunchtime, I would buy a teriyaki chicken bowl and eat it for lunch. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. Jack in the Box teriyaki chicken bowl? No, they were like the school would have like a special little thing that was like beef teriyaki bowls, chicken teriyaki. And then after track practice, I would eat a $5 Little Caesars hot and ready. Hell yeah. I yeah. love it. Cool. What about you, Stephen? I, um, well, they had lunch tickets in elementary school where you like, where you like, you know, like yeah, my mom never made my lunch. I'm just calling her out on that. She never. She was. She <laughs> this was. This one's for I'm you, mom. Putting my mom on blast. <laughs> well, if anything, no. I mean, she was a hardworking single mother. You know, like had to put in those hours. Like Listen, you know, Stephen's mom have it all. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. In in retrospect, it's like I get it. You know, um, it's just that like school food is bad at public schools. Like mm-hmm. yeah, it's not and yeah. like just eating like microwaved pizza where you'd have to like. It'd be like microwaved in these little trays. So you have to soft. like fold it out inverted. I remember yeah. I started eating mustard on pizza in elementary school because it was just like, it's the only way to make this like palpable. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On pizza? Yeah. Because you give it like a It's got a nice like flavor. tangy, yeah, it's you like know? it's sour. It's kind of yeah. like, ooh, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it was like your salsa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of want to have pizza with mustard right now, actually. And I think about it. But, uh, and then- the switchover for us was like around sixth grade actually was when they put milk in bags. So I remember for, the bag of milk. Yeah. So for like junior high school and then the last of elementary school is these bags of milk. These square bags of milk. It was like, hey, we're going to give all these kids water balloons. Yes. Because I don't imagine, <laughs> I don't remember kids like throwing cartons of milk, but it was like all of a sudden now that there's bags of milk, it's like pop it. You've got yourself yes. a grenade. <laughs> And that happened all the, I mean, it happened to me one time I got hit with one of those oh, and got man. covered in. Oh, no. But was like, it like regular or chocolate or strawberry? It was chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. Yeah. It's fine. There were school uniforms in junior. For some reason in my junior high school is the only time I ever wear a school uniform, which I still actually have my El Rancho oh my like, God. polo that I still bust out every once in a while. It must have been, <laughs> I must have either been a large kid or like I just got extra large shirt because it like. 
that shirt still fits me now. Like fine. It's actually big <laughs> on me now, which is weird. But um, that yeah. look was popular though to wear things that were too big. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. remember being like, "Ew, fitted, yuck," yeah. and like <laughs> wanting a big, a big shirt. That's true. Baggy, baggy was totally in, yes. in the '90s. But yeah, it was like school lunch tickets, and then yeah, at least in this era, it was definitely just like the gross pizza, or there was like the fancy French bread pizza that came in the bag. Oh my god! But it had like the little tiny pepperonis that were like they were like one pepperoni that was cut into four. Yeah, they were like a. Triangle almost. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing. Um, you guys have better memories than me. Oh, what did you? Yeah, yeah, what did you? I mean, just I can't remember as well. Like, bagged milk sounds familiar, but we... <laughs> bagged like, milk? <laughs> we Milk in bags. Um, we didn't have any kind of cafeteria because it was... Oh, wow. So, but you guys were Where'd you grow up? San Diego. But you guys were in Southern California and didn't... Yeah, I was in public school. We uh, had I a, was in public school. We had I was an, too. We, we had an yeah. outdoor um, outdoor uh, cafeteria, like underneath, like um, I don't know, an awning, yeah, like a big too. awning. Ours too. We sloped had that too. Junior yeah. high, but I truly can't remember what the situation was in high school. But it was like not. It didn't seem like normal cafeteria food. Like you lined up as though you were just getting takeout. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then you would choose what item you wanted. Yeah, hmm. I can't remember. Anything about it. Uh, but I was going to say. I'm having a crisis. <laughs> you're like, mom, are there any pictures of me in elementary in high school? <laughs> you're Who am I? I'm a sleeper agent. Um, no, I was going to say, did anyone think that it was going to be a food fight at the end? Yes. I thought it was just going to culminate in this huge food fight. Because the second he gets beamed with that um, chocolate thing. Yeah. The, I was like, oh, is it just like a food fight? And then they're going to be like, Bleh, no one's going to eat it. But that's how he saves the day. Yeah. I mean, the ending I, of this book I really been, enjoy. You know what? I would say. For a twist, like I, I was kind of like, huh, I didn't for this see ending. it coming. Yeah. I didn't I did see it not coming. See this ending coming. And it, and the thing was, it still tracked with his character, and it made sense that like he would be like, because he's been so downtrodden and so like made fun of and just dejected this whole time. Yeah, he doesn't get to save the day at the end. No, no. he gives in because that'll be better for him. And by the end, because of everything, and because like his last ditch effort, the response, he's like. Don't eat the cookies. And everybody's response is to throw food at him. Yeah. By that point, I'm like, fuck them all. You did what you could, Ricky. Yeah. Go with God. Yeah. You're not saving society. Yeah. Society oh, deserves to be. Yeah. Burn it Turned down. Turned into creeps. Yep. Lead them all to a better day. Yeah. In this new creep, creep society. Yeah. Creep kingdom. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, the kingdom creeps. of the creeps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sick. Army of the Creeps. Leader of the Creeps. <laughs> creeps of the Creeps. Leader of the Pack. Vroom, vroom. Oh, that reminded me. It, th- I think would be a fun, like, you know, because sometimes in certain, I mean, like, art, like, I don't, I can't even think of an example of this, but, like, I just started hearing Mickey, but instead of Ricky, like, oh, Mickey, you're so, but, like, <laughs> playing over it as he's, as everyone's, like, turning into creeps and he's, like, looking all evil, like, I've done it, you know, like. <laughs> that would be so cool. But it's, like, playing kind of, like, ironically uh-huh. over yes. it. Yes. Which like I think would be discordant. Yeah. Well, and it's like I'm it that gives me like a very like zombie land feeling. Yeah. That would be pretty sick. Yeah. It was really cool to cover a book called Calling All Creeps when our podcast name is Teen Creeps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was exciting. Uh are there is there anything in your notes uh, that I mean, you missed? No, I mean I think I just wrote Twilight Zone Light. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which we did. Yeah. 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 For kids. That. But I mean, this was it my is- Twilight Zone. Because I didn't see Twilight, Twilight Zone Zony. until I was an adult. So mm-hmm. same here. Yeah, because so. it's very like 
Yeah, the like uh, downfall of mankind is its inability to sympathize and be compassionate. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. Like, Mm, yeah, had it coming, asshole, which is just the thesis statement of Twilight Zone. Yeah. Had and it like, coming, it's asshole. almost his, like, it's everyone's inability to empathize. Because, like, even yeah. him at the end, when he's, like, given the choice to, like, empathize with these people or just be like, fine, fuck it, burn it to the ground. Yeah, you yeah. choose to be like, I accept my life of pain <laughs> to save you. Or, yeah. fuck you all, I'm your leader. Yeah. Actually, I thought of another ending that he eats all the cookies himself. I That's thought that I thought was, was going to happen, happen too. Oh. When he starts trying to shove them yeah. out, I was like, oh, damn, he's going to just be a creep. I yeah, that he's, he makes the sacrifice. Yeah. That would be a good ending, too. <laughs> what if Ar- That's still Twilight Zone. Yeah, I was like, what if, like, what if this was like Clue, where like Arl Stein had just written like oh, 10 yeah. endings in his editor? Because that's why the ending's so like, short, because an it, he's like, look, I just reread the, I just rewrote the last page, and I wrote 10 different versions. So, and the editor is like, mm, I like two and seven. And he's like, all right, okay. And then he like goes home. He's like, we'll do like 70% of them, two. We'll do like 40%. Or, wait, that's not over 100%. Uh, whatever. <laughs> math, math, math. Some of them are some, or are, are yeah, two, yeah. some uh, are seven. And then the rest are like, long um, story short, math, 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 it works. It works. <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. It'd be so cool. If like, what yeah, if like just until now we're editions. like, I really liked the ending because of this. And then we're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> What are you talking about? That's such an amazing idea. That would be very cool. Um, I mean, he did do Choose Your... You, I don't know if you guys are ever going to do one of his Choose Your Own Adventure Goosebumps books. Because those are really awesome. That might be pretty awesome. cool. So a couple people have recommended those. Those are like, fun, do too. Like, do a Choose Your Own Adventure. Oh, I haven't seen. Yeah. So it would be kind of that interesting or for us to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Demand. Uh, oh, I haven't seen that. Um, 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 order? <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that order. <laughs> Donate to Patreon. <laughs> I haven't seen that hostage takeover. <laughs> we'll do anything for you guys. Um, <laughs> help. Help us. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, I will say I liked this book a lot more than The Abominable Snowman of Pasadena. So much more. Yeah, you guys sounded like you you were you were put through the ringer with uh, that one. That book was a real nightmare. It's fucking this book, like, I actually cared about what was happening. That book, I was, like, so far removed from caring. Like, it was, like, yeah, I was seeing through, like, five different, like, panes of glass. That's yeah. how, like, far away. I was, like, I don't care. producer at that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, it's funny, though, because my friend just, my, um, my Percast co-host just moved to Pasadena. And I think that was the one Goosebumps book she remembered. And so I actually bought it for her after listening to your episode. Oh my god! Like, because the two things kind of happened at the same time, and I was like, "That's weird." So I guess I should follow through with this. It's like I haven't, I haven't actually asked her if she's read it yet. But she's, uh, she's like, "We're not friends anymore." Yeah, yeah. Actually, work together. I'm actually leaving the podcast. um, I'm taking it with me. Really burn this bridge. Yeah, yeah. I should ask her what she thought of it. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, it was two bucks so i feel like i didn't yeah no know. and that's like two bucks to lose a friendship not, yeah not too bad <laughs> <laughs> not too bad you know what that's real cheap yeah, yeah it's cheap uh yeah overall i'd say it's a fine goosebumps book yeah. uh, i liked the ending a lot didn't see it coming which is usually for these arlstein books page 15 we're like true. i know i know that's this true. person's a killer yeah so yeah because it's it's not really a mystery to be solved. It's more just like a suspense for what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a character journey. <laughs> it's 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's just a character-driven slice of life. <laughs> you know Breaking and, Bad. Like, it's so grounded. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is a, a lizard turns into a human boy and has to Yeah, this is like a math. Yeah. Uh, like a classic, like, character arc of seeing like, someone just yeah. decay over time. Tony Soprano. Is, oh, Real anti-hero. Ricky Beamer. <laughs> Ricky Beamer, anti-hero. Anti-hero. Great. Oh my gosh. Well, we did it. Yeah. I'm proud of us all. Uh, we, we survived really, calling all creeps. Yeah, we persevered. Uh, Steven, thank you so much for joining no, us. No, thank Yay! you guys have, for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah. You're welcome back anytime. I'd love to. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Sure. Um, obviously, check out My Favorite Murder if you haven't. It's it's a teen YA come to life because it's real events, which is <laughs> except for adults. Yeah, yeah, except for adults. Um, and uh, the Percast, where I talk to people about their cats with my friend Sarah, uh, and who we just had uh, Aaron Whitehead on, who's been a guest on Teen Creeps. Yay. Um, and then I also do a podcast called See Jurassic Right, where I talk to a bunch of people about their memories as a child watching Jurassic Park and loving dinosaurs and all that stuff. So uh, check that out. But yeah, and then you can always follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Stephen Ray Morris. Awesome. Yay. Yay. And that's Stephen with a V, right? Hell yeah. I don't know. I seem very like Fuck yeah. yeah. You seem very like (laughs) nice. Yeah, none of this, none of this PH bullshit. I mean, it's true. So hell yeah. Hell yeah. Stephen with a V. Mm Mm-hmm. The next the next book book is a book that is a called book. It's called Per Nope. Lifeguard. Girl! (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Next week, we are covering point horror number three, The Lifeguard by Richie Tankersley Cusick. Whose name we also have to pronounce or always have to pronounce very deliberately because it's not that easy. <laughs> it does not roll <laughs> terrifically off the tongue. Every morning, say Rich, Richie Tankersley Cusick and Irish Rich <laughs> and Irish You've also had a few margaritas. Wristwatch. I have had two. Two, two margaritas. Strawberry margaritas. Two. They were flaming. <laughs> Lindsay had a purple Cadillac. Yeah. Two. <laughs> <laughs> what were we saying? Anyway. Richie, Richie, Richie Tankersley Cusick. The lifeguard. The lifeguard. Yep. So join us next time. We're getting that one in <laughs> right under the summer wire. <laughs> Like barely squeaking that lifeguard in before, before Labor Day. Summer ends. <laughs> anyway, yeah, join us next week and keep it creepy. Thanks for listening to Teen Creeps. Our artwork is by James Mulholland. Our theme music is by Mike Carlson. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Teen Creeps Pod. You can direct all inquiries to teencreepspod at gmail.com. And please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. If you're reading along with the podcast, you can now find our book schedule at teencreepspod.com. Thanks for listening and keep it creepy.